feel like we should have known this already Were we even taught this at all? and welcome to Will This Be On The Test. I'm Maddie. I'm Austin. And we're here today to talk about some things we should have learned in school but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. I remembered it! And sometimes we talk about what we've been doing for the last six months? What I did on my summer vacation. What we did on our summer vacation, plus our spring semester. (laughs) Well, for starters, (laughs) I think you can hear it. Um, We're fostering a cat right now. Yes, yes we are. He is uh, currently trying to eat a microphone. His name is Boris. He smells like nutmeg. Austin found him when he was riding his bike past a a cat shelter. He was in a cage with eight other cats. And he's reminded us so much of Fezzik. Remember Fezzik, our little mascot? So obviously we're fostering him. They're saying he's an old man. He's got a tipped ear and he's probably going to have no teeth soon. Yeah, he's... I was I was literally on my way to work and I just saw this crate full of cats in a parking lot and it was, uh-oh, mm-hmm. I gotta do something. So he immediately texts me and I haul ass out to the car and throw myself in and that is how I learned I could still drive after my hysterectomy. Yes, we've had a like an event we've had an eventful break, y'all. Yeah, so remember how I like we came back and then we left again and it's all because I wasn't feeling up to it and I told you like sometimes things have got to give and in this case it had to be the podcast and I like y'all I have been six for like two years you guys have heard about it pretty much every break we've gone on and the fact that we format our show differently now is because I could not keep up with anything like life in general I was just feeling like honestly I was lighting up with lupus on most things and doctor to doctor doctor we never figured out what's going on and then, long story short, I had a hysterectomy. We still don't know what was going on, but I did need a hysterectomy. And let me tell you, her, like, she is acting more like her old self. She's energetic. She is, like, jumping in and saying, Austin, you won't believe what I just saw. And she'll, like, whip out her phone and start doing a dramatic reading of something from the internet, usually in I the Asshole. Yes, or I'm like, Austin, Howie is molting. That was emotional. This was, okay. We also, like, you know, started watching Howie the Crab, and Howie molted today when we were recording this, and y'all, my soul is healed. (laughs) I'm so nervous that we're so relieved because maybe something could still go wrong, and I don't know. I don't know. But y'all, it was almost instant. I, uh, okay, let me tell you how fucking amazing science is. So... If you ever hear like your parents or grandparents talk about getting a hysterectomy, which is where they remove your uterus and some, you know, I'll call them its accessories, um, they would have to get like a big thing. It was like getting a cesarean. They'd cut you open. They'd pull things out. They'd they'd, like clip, clip, clip. And then they'd put things back together. For me, I have four little scars on my stomach. Did you break the microphone? It it kind of slipped down. Let me just adjust the microphone really fast. I have four tiny little uh, scars. They, I was like waiting in the waiting room just as long as it took for me to be under and back out. Like I went into surgery and I was in the car headed home three and a half hours later. And it was amazing. And by the next day I was like, Austin, I feel better. And remember, 
This is a day post having an organ removed, a whole ass organ. And I'm like, I feel better. And he's like, you probably just under anesthesia still and good drugs. I'm like, you're probably right. It didn't stop. I kept feeling better. And I didn't realize how bad I had felt because it become so normal. And we, we don't know what was wrong. Yeah, we, uh, the normal amount of pain is nun pain. Yes. And as somebody who lives near a nun, I know what the normal amount of pain should be. None. So y'all, if you're not feeling good, the moral of the story is go to every specialist and make them check everything, even the one you think you won't need, because I can't tell you how much a gynecologist was off my list of necessary specialists. I mean, if you have those parts, you should- I mean, necessary one, but... for other reasons, but not for- Yes, exactly. So if you are experiencing symptoms that you can't explain and the first couple of specialists are like, I don't know, go to the weird ones. Like- I'm also going to a sleep doctor, finally. And it turns out, I mean, she's a neurologist, and it turns out that might be who I need to see for my back problems. Science is weird. Yes. Bodies are weird. Bodies are very weird. But the important part is we're back. We are very back. Like, super back. Now, granted, I'm sure 100% of you have been watching all of my amazing TikToks. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. They are streaking up to the... Um, lowest echelons of TikTok. I've had a few hundred likes on some of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, they take a lot of work in terms of editing, but I can do that while, like, lying in bed and, like, over a course of time, and I don't have a set schedule where the show I did. Austin's looking at my ridiculous hair right now. It it is wild. I have it up in two little pigtails. And it is uh, very recently kind of a Malfoy blonde. Yes. Um, Let's see, the other update that I can think of is our Halloween stuff went up today because the pumpkin spice latte came out and that is our cue to begin the um, to begin the most important season's festivities. Yes, as the rituals foretold upon the release of the pumpkin spice latte, the Halloween decorations have to go up. And we have a skelly, one of the 12 foot skeletons from Home Depot, which I think has happened since we last saw you. So yeah. It's Halloween, man. I don't care that it's still August when we're recording this. I think it'll be September when you hear this. But speaking of hearing this, Austin's going this week because I definitely thought I had research done. And in fact, it was an episode I did like three months ago. Well, three months before we left. I don't know. Time has has no meaning. Hey, buddy. Yeah, so I get to go this week. And um, in classical, hey, let's get back to this podcast style. I have got a real banger. And by banger... I mean, the absolute biggest fucking bummer I could find. Awesome. So yeah. So I decided to talk about a historical event that combines state-sponsored violence against protesters, a massacre, and a school shooting all into a single thing that took place in Ohio on May 4th, 1970. Is that about hating a certain day of the week? No, it's not. So uh, I'm going to talk about the Kent State shootings, aka the May 4th Massacre, or the Kent State Massacre, where Ohio National Guard, the where the Ohio National Guard opened fire on student protesters, killing four and injuring nine. You know, I had a professor who went to Kent State the next year, and she got a four-person dorm suite to herself, like bedrooms, plural. She said that that part was great. Look at him; he's using the cat tree for the first time. Oh my gosh, a cat using the cat tree! Never um, have I seen. I this. definitely sprinkled catnip on it a couple of days ago. He's just discovered it. <gasps> so yeah, I'm just gonna say this ahead of time that this does count as a content warning this episode covers an event that closely resembles multiple modern tragedies i appreciate you <laughs> he's on a shelf now 
I appreciate you not calling it a trigger warning, both because the science is against those and also because that'd be a really bad choice when we're talking about guns. Oh, such a bad choice. Don't worry. There's lots of bad gun puns coming up and they're all in bad taste. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, so to even start this, I'm going to have to give like a little bit of like an explanation about counterculture that started in the 1960s and the reaction to it by people in authority. Counterculture. Like Counter. bookkeepers? No, like the people who design and build like counters and kitchens and bathrooms. Mm. This is before Chip and Joanna Gaines. This is when there's real innovation in the counter field. So like laminate counters because it's the 70s? Laminate and artificial compounds. I'm going to get into the acrylics. It's going to be, no. Actually, no, this is, <laughs> uh, this is like the, like people who, uh, so we kind of like this view of the counterculture, like these revolutionaries and people who like were part of the civil rights movement, the gay rights movement, the dis- the disabled rights movement, women's rights, the anti-war protesters. We've kind of got this view of them now as just a bunch of hippies that were just mostly drugged up burnouts, dancing naked at Woodstock and living in a van. Yeah. Um, and also they became everybody's parents and the Karens of the world somehow. Yeah. And even, yeah, there were some like that. But in reality, again, these were the people who were behind the civil rights movement, women's rights, like the gay rights, environmentalists, all of these other things that challenged the post-World War II status quo that provided prosperity for which rich, straight men, but didn't really make things better for anyone else. Sorry if y'all can hear the purr, but I'm not going to let him go. I'm not. Uh, in fact, like... a. A lot of our modern drug laws were passed as a way to more easily arrest people in these movements. And as also as an excuse to stop and harass them because they might have drugs. He's eating a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about this big important topic. Yeah, and Boris like, is over here like, oh, hello? new toy for me. I'm getting held. I love say I love I love Maddie yeah. and I love Austin. And interestingly, like the the media at this time was actively trying to portray these protesters and like people as a bunch of unintelligent drugged up looter losers to try and discredit all of these various rights and causes they were fighting for. Huh. What's that like? I'm so glad we don't have that happen anymore. Yeah. So if you'll like look back on this time, like we have this absolute dichotomy where we will view the, the, the civil rights movement, the gay rights movement, like, you know, the anti-war protesters, all this stuff. We'll view them as like, these great causes that people stood up for and fought for. But when we are asked to talk about the actual people from that time and the, these people, there was a bunch of burnouts and losers. So like our vi- view of these people has been so affected by media and pop culture betra- portrayal. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Now we're looking at protests and they're like, Oh, these people they are going after gun rights or our right to hate people who aren't white. And if all goes well in the future, they will be the people who did the right thing. Yeah. So, but like, as even though there was a lot about how this was a peaceful protest movement and peaceful movements, not every part of this was peaceful. It never is. There were groups that took various levels of direct action. Now, direct action is kind of like taking matters into your own hands. So, for example, rather than protesting or taking legal action to stop a factory from polluting a local waterway, uh, direct action would be if you sabotage the plant, change yourself to the gate to prevent deliveries, or just burn the thing to the ground. There is the best one of those going on right now. 
Ooh, what is it? Um, okay, so you know those uh, self-driving cars out in San Francisco? Yes. Okay, now remember, guys, we're recording this in August. You're not going to be getting this right away. But you know how people like aren't particularly happy about them because they're unsafe. You know how they also can't keep going if, say, there's something on their hood. <laughs> so there's this group who um, I guess are known for like street theater, technically, who are running around the city. And whenever they see one, they put a traffic cone on the hood and then run into the night. And they can't keep moving until somebody comes out to start them up again. <laughs> now, I don't know if that means to remove the cone or if that means to like completely reset them. But there is a group who are just putting cones on these cars in a way to protest, which I guess would be a form of direct action. Fabulous. It's not violent. I love it. But it's inconvenient. Yes. Kind of like chaining yourself to something or... Gluing yourself to the street. Or gluing yourself to precious works of art. Okay, those are the bad guys. Yeah, those are those are stupid. The stop climate people are the worst type of protesters. Yes, we are very pro stopping climate change. We are not pro messing with works of art. That's just makes Not me- even Matisse. Fucking Matisse. So, now, even though there was... This absolute minor fraction that was taking direct action, like in the 70s, like threatening to bomb places or building bombs or just threatening the government. Uh, Nixon and the rest of the conservatives shat their collective pants over this. Uh, in, and in Ohio, Governor, Governor Jim Rhodes was not afraid to try and score political points by sending the National Guard to protect property. Major air quotes there. Uh, and if... The National Guard happened to bash a few heads while they're doing it. Uh, the more, the better. He was very much in favor of enacting violence upon protesters. Quick question. Did you put the card back in the recorder? Yes, I did. Okay. I had him take it out a couple days ago. Yes, it's in there. I checked. I know what I'm doing. Um, we have gone through entire episodes without it recording before. We have. And Mrs. Mrs. B tried to warn us, our ghost... But we did not listen. Yeah, it's. I just checked. We are currently 15 minutes into this episode. Okay, keep going. So yeah, so Kent State is a largest state college that's in Ohio, and it had a fairly good reputation. It's where uh, its students were predominantly white and suburban, and roughly 70% of them were opposed to the war in Vietnam. And, and there's also a small but dedicated population of student activists. Mm-hmm. And according to some FBI inf- student informants who weren't necessarily reliable... There were several that were members of, like, some of these more direct action groups. Like, we still don't know really how involved some of these people were, but, like, there was reported involvement. So there was a heavy, like, you know, FBI presence at Kent State. Uh, Then, and this is all leading up to this, then on April 30th, 1970, Nixon announced that the Vietnam War was expanding and moving into Cambodia. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So... Obviously, the Kent State students were opposed to an expansion of an already massively unpopular war. Mm -hmm. Uh, They immediately organized protests for May 1st and for May 4th. Uh, Students around campus burned copies of the Constitution because, quote unquote, Nixon had killed it. (laughs) All right. And uh, a sign was nailed to a tree asking why the ROTC building was still standing. Oh, dip. Yeah. That's the Reserve Officer Training College. Yep. Uh, anger was widespread amongst the students. He keeps trying to take out the recorder. I know we're talking about like this big serious topic in a room with the most 
with a some would say needy, others would say loving cat. We're in a room with a cat who wants nothing but love and apparently to eat microphone cables. Well, we don't really know much about his history. He might have like, I mean, he's probably never been around microphones, but we don't know how much he's been around like people. Yeah. And maybe he's got some opinions about the Vietnam War and he's trying to let us know. What do you think about Vietnam? You want to do some Coke? Dude, that's a Coke can. That is not cocaine. He's a cat. He doesn't know the difference. He also can't read. Maybe he can. I don't know. I, we do, He's new. We have not done any studies on whether or not he can read. Yes. So yeah, uh, anger was widespread and uh, things boiled over into violence and vandalism overnight on May 1st. Uh, about 120 protesters were confronted by police and uh, they tried to disperse the crowds with tear gas. Uh, the mayor declared a sudden a state of emergency and ordered all of the bars closed down and the governor also agreed with this and started using his powers to like you know shut things down obviously closing down the bars led to further outrage and unrest (laughs) yeah first you had people who were against the war and then you had people who were against sobriety and you don't want them teaming up no you do not and so this kind of, there was like just mild, mild like property damage, like a s- couple of small fires were started, windows were broken, like nothing huge. <laughs> Sorry, I just love how casual, like, it's just, it's just small fire. It's just fires. a small fire. Oh, we're, uh, then on May 2nd, rumors began to spread amongst the town people. Uh, they thought that revolutionaries were going to attack the town and burn any business without an anti-war slogan posted in the window. Who has time for that? Uh, They also thought that the students were digging tunnels to try and blow up stores and buildings in the town. Okay, first of all, we need to talk about how tunnels work. Yeah, do you have any idea how hard it is to dig a tunnel? And you have a lot of work, and that dirt's got to go somewhere. It would be so obvious if people were digging tunnels to blow up stores. Yeah, I mean, think about Shawshank Redemption and why that took so long. Or the classic movie Great Escape, months. And it was only like 200 feet long. Yeah, and you have to reinforce them and they'll more likely collapse, especially since you don't oh, yeah. have like materials for it. I know. It's like maybe some of them were the engineering students who knew what they were doing. Yeah, or, but they still need the materials. Or the architecture students who would make it look pretty. I don't know. Pillars. Pillars. Hedges. I don't right. think architects do hedges. They also thought that they were going to spike the town's water supply with LSD. You know, to spike a town's water supply with LSD would be a truly insane amount of LSD. We're talking hundreds of gallons of LSD. Well, this is the time when the government was allegedly doing experiments on people using massive amounts of LSD. Allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, it's like, obviously there was zero evidence to support any of this, but it was enough justification for the the governor to start taking action. And also, uh, at the same time, one of the FBI informants reported that the students were going to burn down the ROTC building, the post office, and an army recruitment center. Whose side are you on, Nark? Yeah. Uh, That evening, the students actually did burn down the ROTC building. Okay, so I took a class in the ROTC building when I was in college, and frankly, burning it down, it would have been in better shape. Yeah. It was flooding, and and the air conditioning didn't work, and the electricity was hit or miss. Yeah, uh, not only did they burn it down, they actively sabotaged the fire department's attempts to put out the fire by basically, like, knocking down firemen and cutting the fire hoses. Okay, that's mean. Uh, At this point, the National Guard did show up. They made several arrests for people disturbing the peace and violating the curfew. They also never determined who started the fire. 
Well, we know one thing. It wasn't Billy Joel. Yeah. Uh, the response from the National Guard, however, beyond this was brutal. Students were beaten, threatened with rifles, and students were slightly injured with bayonets. Why were there still bayonets? This is the shocking thing I learned about this. Apparently, bayonet injuries were common during protests at this time. Like, okay, I'm not against bayonets in circumstances where bayonets make sense. Like, actual war. But, I'm sorry, a bunch of college kids? I don't think that's a bayonet-worthy situation. Yeah, it's like, like, I was looking at, like, basically any time the National Guard was called out for a student protest, someone was injured with a bayonet. <laughs> like, this was common. And this is funny, but it's also not a joke. It sounds like I was I was laughing because it sounds like a joke. But it's not. There's a step missing there, though. And of course, things continued to escalate. Uh, Governor Rhodes addressed you know the public and compared the protesters to Nazis, communists, the Klan, and vigilantes taking the law into their own hands. Well, I'm sure there were really good people on both sides. Uh, then he said in his speech that he didn't want to go after the symptom of the problems. He wanted to eradicate the problem. So the war in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, Rhodes said that he was going to declare martial law in Kent, but only he only said that in his speech. He did not actually attempt to implement martial law. None of the official steps for martial law were undertaken. He just said it in the speech. I wonder... You can't just declare martial law. Michael. Michael. I wonder if we've ever had martial law declared in the United States. A few times. Like, very rarely. Like, Okay, I'm not talking about Marshall the lawyer from How I Met Your Mother, Austin. My microphone keeps slipping. Sorry. Austin's fixing his microphone. The cat disapproves. There he goes again, disapproving. Okay. Hi, Boris. He's a, good, he's a good boy. Okay, martial law. I thought you had something you wanted to say. I said it, we can't include the times that Marshall from High Met Your Mother declared it. Yeah, I know like Lincoln declared it a few times during the Civil War for sure. And I think it was declared like during like the unrest after uh, RFK Jr. and MLK were assassinated. I think, but don't quote me on that. Well, now I'm definitely quoting on you on it and I'm using it in all of my uh, term papers. No! As I move towards my doctorate in um, podcasting. Uh, yeah. And of course, meanwhile, while like there was this like violent rhetoric coming from the governor, the National Guard kept escalating their response. Sit-ins were met with tear gas and bayonets, and there were more bayonet injuries. <clears throat> like it was literally like they went, they had a sit-in because some students wanted to talk to the college president about some things. They were dispersed with bayonets and tear gas. That's literally the college president's job is to talk to the students. Yes. It was then, too. Not just now. Mm -hmm. Then the planned May 4th protest started. I'm guessing the 4th was not with them. It was not. Yeah, that's gonna... By the way, I think I might accidentally be ruining Star Wars Day for everyone. Um, I think we can blame everything that happened at Kent State on that. Yeah. So the university was actually handing out leaflets before this started, saying that the protest had been called off. But nobody really bought it, and roughly 2,000 students assembled peacefully. I feel as though if a protest was called off, they probably wouldn't use leaflets. Yeah. They would have people who were known to be involved stand there and yell. Yeah. Uh, they assembled peacefully. It was basically, uh, m it was mostly college students, uh, some high school students from the town, and just some like people who had been in college recently and young adults in the town came to the protest. 
so mostly you're, students. You're telling me that young people care about stuff, even yeah. though they're always they've always been told that they don't. And it was really just like chanting a couple of speeches from activists, like what you would expect from a protest. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the National Guard began to order the crowd to disperse. They did not. Uh, then they began to attempt to use tear gas to disperse the crowd, but the wind direction was good <laughs> for tear gas, and uh, the guard, the guardsmen were not pro- were poorly trained in the use of tear gas, and many of them, in fact, did not have their masks attached properly. We've always had a problem with masks in this country. Yeah, and uh, students also started lobbing canisters back at the guard to the cheers of fellow protesters and started to chant pigs off campus. It's only illegal to shoot tear gas if they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, Then the guard were ordered to advance. Now they were all armed with loaded M1 rifles, which was the rifle used in world war two. These are semi-automatic rifles and they had armor piercing bullets. Like these could shoot through an inch or so of steel. Yeah, like, one of those can go through, like, four people. Yeah. Some of them had pistols, some had shotguns, but it was mostly rifles with affixed bayonets. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, As they advanced, a group of the guardsmen were seen to huddle together and have a brief conversation. None of them have ever admitted what was said during that conversation. Well, we know who they are? Yes. And, yeah, it's... uh, Then, at 12.24... The guard assumed firing positions, dropping to their knees, and opened fire on the crowd without any warning. 22, sorry, 29 of the 77 guardsmen admitted to firing, and roughly 67 rounds were fired over about 13 seconds. Uh, Fire continued until an officer was able to get them to stop shooting. Who got them to stop shooting? Uh, One of their officers. One of the National Guardsmen? Yeah. So they weren't listening to orders when they did this. They just did yeah. this. No one had ever ordered, no one ordered them to open fire. They just did this. Uh, some of some of them claim they heard the order to open fire. Others simply said they opened fire because other people around them had started shooting. Almost like a group of four people or so were able to spread themselves out and give an order that people mm-hmm. were expected to obey. They don't have yeah. to like check on who said it because who else would say that? Exactly. Oh, we're going to get into the investigation. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm saying... Almost. Yeah. It's almost as though that this was premeditated. Almost. It has the appearance of it. We could almost say allegedly, but not quite even that. So uh, uh, the United Press International has some some witness reports that were from anonymous students. I'm going to read some of them. Excellent. Thank you for ruining my life. Yeah. Suddenly they turned around, got on their knees as if they were ordered to. They did it all together, aimed, and personally, I was there saying... They're not going to shoot. They can't do that. If they are going to shoot, it's going to be blanks. Uh, The shots were definitely coming my way because when a bullet passes over your head, it makes a crack. I hit the ground behind the curb. Looking over, I saw a student hit. He stumbled and fell to, to where he was running towards a car. Another student tried to pull him behind the car. Bullets were coming through the windows of the car. Uh, As the student fell behind the car, I saw another student go down next to the curb on the far side of the automobile, maybe 20 or 25 or 30 yards from where I was lying. I was, there was like maybe 25, 30, 35 seconds of sporadic firing. The firing stopped. I laid there for maybe 10 or 15 seconds. I got up. I saw four or five students lying around the lot. By this time, it was like mass hysteria. Students were crying. 
They were screaming for ambulances. I heard some girl screaming, they didn't have blank. They didn't have blank. No, they didn't. Blanks. Like, they weren't firing blank cartridges. Uh, Chrissy Hind, the future lead singer for The Pretenders, mm-hmm. uh, said in her 2015 biography, because she was there, mm-hmm. I heard that tat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat sound. I thought it was fireworks. An eerie sound fell over the common. The quiet felt like gravity pulling us to the ground. Then a young man's voice, they fucking killed someone. Everything slowed down and the silence got heavier. The ROTC building, now nothing more than a few inches of charcoal, was surrounded by National Guardsmen. They were all on one knee pointing their rifles at us. Then they fired. By the time I made my way to where I could see them, it was still unclear what was going on. The Guardsmen themselves looked stunned. We looked at them and they looked at us. They were just kids. 19-year-olds, like us, but in uniform, like our boys in Vietnam. Yeah, that's one of the things we don't ever think about is the fact that these, you know, soldiers are barely not children. Yeah, these were their peers. Yeah, and every generation, ours included, has been told, you don't question authority. And they've been told that only authority would ever say, open fire. Yeah. So they wouldn't question it. Yep. And I have a feeling that when an officer runs out and is like, whoa, 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 what, is, what the fuck is happening? They suddenly realize that they were killing maybe even people they knew for no reason. Did you right. see me blank out while you were talking? So oh. that I was listening, but I could, I did not want to absorb that. I did not. Yep. I've got one, I've got one more quote okay, from another famous musician. I'm blanking back out again. I'm taking a picture of the cat because he's, he has been enraptured, Austin. Well, I have an amazing storytelling style. And, you know, maybe cats just love senseless violence. What do you think, buddy? All right. Okay. This is from uh, Gerald Cassale, who later become the bassist for Devo. Uh, Again, lots of musicians at this. Musicians have always been kind of known for being in this counterculture. Yep. All I can tell you is that it completely and utterly changed my life. I was a white hippie boy, and then I saw exit wounds from M1 rifles out of the backs of two people I knew. Two of the four people who were killed, Jeffrey Miller and Allison Krauss, were my friends. We were all running our asses off from these motherfuckers. It was total, utter bullshit. Live ammunition and gas masks. None of us knew. None of us could have imagined. They shot into a crowd that was running from them. Uh, I stopped being a hippie and started to develop the idea of devolution. I got real, real pissed off. In the aftermath of this shooting, four students were dead. Jeffrey Glenn Miller was shot through the mouth and killed instantly. He was 265 feet away from the guardsman. Now, that's not close. If he was throwing rocks, even a major league pitcher could not injure someone at this distance. Uh, Allison B. Krause was 343 feet away, and uh, she was shot fatally in the chest and was dead by the time the ambulance arrived. Uh, William Knox Schroeder uh, was 382 feet away, Uh, had a fatal chest wound and died an hour later at the local hospital while undergoing surgery. He was a member of the campus ROTC battalion. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra Lee Schurer was 390 feet away. She died from a fatal neck wound and died from blood loss. Uh, Nine other students were injured and several of them had lifelong injuries. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. I always hear this argument um, with anything related to like violence with, well, did you die? And I'm like, in some cases, death is preferable. I'm not saying this is a good thing that they died. You know what I mean, though? Um, there are people who end up, you know, paralyzed from the neck down. And I can't imagine 100% of those people feel like being particularly inspirational um, 
or like people downplaying um, that teacher who was shot by a first grader because she's still alive. So it can't be that bad. I'm sorry. Have you ever looked into the eyes of a six year old while they shoot you? No. And I'm not saying death would be better for her, but I'm saying like she has to live with that now. And all of that kind of sucks. So initial reports from the press said uh, said from that several of the guardsmen were dead or injured in this. Oh, sure. But th- then later on, it was all retracted, but, you know, it's later on. No one's listening. Uh, there was actually only one reported injury amongst the Ohio National Guard. Oh, did he have a boo-boo? A guardsman sprained his arm 15 minutes before the shooting started and required Tylenol and a sling. That was the only reported injury. I mean... Feasibly, though, that guy can at least say he didn't shoot anybody that day. Yeah. Uh, The guardsmen claimed in the reports that they opened fire because they feared for their lives. (gasps) And the sky was... This is a quote from an official fucking statement. The sky was black with thrown stones. (laughs) Now, no ordered fire was ever given. And again, the guardsmen mostly say they only opened fire because they heard other people opening fire. And a few said they thought they heard an order to open fire. You know, there's a chance somebody did yell that. Uh, there's also some report that, like, officers had said, like, like you can, someone, people can shoot into the air to, like, try and disperse the crowd. Again, also a bad idea because bullets come down. Yeah, and you got armor-piercing bullets. I remember there was a story about somebody who was shot from a fucking mile away because... Oh, easily. Like, um, Mi- like, hunter safety classes, it's like, you never take a shot. Into something where you can't see where the bullet is eventually going to hit the ground or something that will stop it. Yeah, and they, like, this person was obviously not the target. This was a, like, I'm shooting in the air because it's the 4th of July kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't shoot in the air for the 4th of July. Or ever. Uh, The FBI investigated this and determined that none of the guard were ever hit with stones. Nobody was given orders to open fire and the guardsmen were in no actual danger. And they likely fabricated the level of danger they thought they were in after the fact. This was J. Edgar Hoover's FBI. Yeah. The same people who were fine with fabricating evidence against Martin Luther King Jr. They were, imagine how evident this must have been for them to conclude this. It's in, The word fabricate is interesting when it comes to what they said afterwards, because there is a certain amount of uh, your brain for trying to protect you by making hindsight worse. Hindsight is not necessarily twenty twenty. It's let me make it so that you aren't the bad guy. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a lie. It's your brain has changed the past. That's why eyewitnesses are not necessarily the best. Yeah. Uh, later in 1970, an independent commission also determined that the shootings were unjustified and the National Guard were never in any danger. Oh, for sure. Uh, One guard officer claimed that they were under fire by a hidden sniper, but no evidence supported this claim, and he later retracted it. I've heard that one. Yeah. Now, immediately after the shooting, there was considerable panic and anger amongst the protesters, and the National Guard began to announce that they would open fire again unless they dispersed. Then, uh, a geology professor, Glenn Frank, stepped in and said this to disperse the students. I don't care whether you've never listened to anyone in your lives. I'm begging you right now. If you don't disperse right now, they're going to move in and it can only be a slaughter. Would you please listen to me? Jesus Christ, I don't want to be a part of this. I was wondering because I knew there had to be a couple of professors in that crowd. Yeah, it was like it took one of the professors, one who actually worked with these students, who knew these students 
like again to actually de-escalate the situation. Not the police, not the National Guard, not a president refusing to talk to his students. I hope that president felt every single bit of this for yeah. the rest of their life. Yeah. Uh, Frank is credited with saving hundreds of lives that day. Uh, in the following days, there was national outrage. Oh, yeah. 450 students had student strike colleges had student strikes and walkouts. Uh, and there were multiple clashes between students and National Guard and police all over the country. There were bayonetings. Uh, 100,000 protesters descended on Washington days later, and Nixon had to be evacuated to Camp David for his own protection. Nixon, we already had a problem caused when a president refused to speak to students. No. We're not being yelled at, buddy. It's okay. Nixon's response was exactly what you'd expect it to be. Um, I imagine there's some in it. Absolutely callous. He vilified the student protesters and called the victims bums who had no business being on a college campus. And he wanted to use illegal measures to arrest and gather information on student protesters. Huh. Well, Uh, he does have some experience in that. Yeah. J. Edgar Hoover Hoover personally stopped this plan. Hoover. Uh, Nixon also said he thought the death of these students would have a positive effect on his presidential campaign. Is he not paying attention? He was kind of right. Oh, God. The general, pub- the general public, according to a Gallup poll taken days after this, showed that 58% of the people blamed the students for this shooting, and only 11% of the people blamed the National Guard. Uh, in the aftermath, five guardsmen were brought up on criminal charges, but the criminal charges were dismissed. How many of those were the four guys who were huddled up? They don't say. Uh, and of course, so, yeah, like, there, uh, there have been, like, some memorials and, like, you know, people saying a lot of stuff. But legally, not much has changed since this. Not a lot more protections. Nobody really ever faced justice for this. Like, even, like, civil cases were dismissed because they were under a state of martial law and they didn't disperse. So it was their own fault, even though they weren't. I keep making faces, y'all. I'm not, like, zoned out. I just re- just now remembered that we are in an audio format. Yeah. And of course, like later on, because of the student protests, conservatives decided to uh, make college more expensive and student loans more onerous as a way to prevent future student like uprisings and limit youth power. This is not an exaggeration. This isn't a direct quote from a Reagan advisor. I feel right now is the appropriate time to say that I have paid off a significantly higher percentage of our mortgage than of my student loans. And our mortgage was significantly higher than my initial student loans. Yeah. Thanks, Nixon. Oh, that was Reagan. Thanks, Reagan. Yeah, Reagan. It's like, okay. I just thank all of them? I feel like you can blame Reagan for most things. But the things you can't blame Reagan for, you can either blame Hick- uh, Hoover or Nixon for them. Like, I saw a TikTok that was basically a like a millennial and a boomer. And they're like, and you know whose fault everything is? And the boomer is like, I know, it's our fault. Ronald Reagan! And that is not wrong. Although, who, you know, was supporting Ronald Reagan? Which is weird, considering they were also the hippies. Yeah. Seriously, what happened, everybody? I don't know. What happened? I know that you, like, allegedly get more conservative as you age. That's not true anymore, because uh, we don't have anything to conserve. We have nothing to lose. But... Like, seriously, how did you make a complete 180? Uh, they saw, they, they saw, they thought it's like, ooh, if I make more money, I can buy boats and then decided to ruin a country for it. Y'all, boats are scary. You don't need a boat. Yeah. 
I don't have a positive ending to this. This was just a dark and horrible chapter in American history, and one that has remained chillingly relatable. I'm so glad you brought us back with this story, Austin. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. we got a real banger starting this out. This is, wh- this is what you've been missing from us. Just soul-numbing torture and the horrors of history. I mean, it's been a while since we've had an official genocide. Yeah, I guess this is a massacre, not a genocide. Yeah. So I guess I'm, I guess I've kind of toned myself back a bit. Yeah, we had no Nazis in this one. Just people who were, I think, called Nazis? Yes. Yeah, it's like, also, like, Nazis and communists, like, those are diametrically opposed. You can't be a Nazi and a communist. That's like, they mix worse than oil and water. I'm trying to see if I can find a way to bring this up. I don't know. I don't know if I can save this in any way, guys. As you guys probably know, school shootings are my nightmare. Yep. And in this case, it was like, hey, guys, um, we are the ones who are actively supposed to protect you. I'm also really mad that the uh, security guard at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas got away with it. Like he actively made sure, allegedly, and was completely let free on this. So he didn't uh, tell people to not go. Not what he was doing. Not even a little bit, despite what they said he told them. They were the liars. So in case you've all forgot, uh, this is another part of our podcast where uh, I ask if a question would be on the test, if a test was given on the subject in a school. So I'm going to ask those questions now. Are you ready? I hate you. All right. Will the fact that a bunch of influential musicians witnessed this be on the test? Yeah. Will the fact that bayonettings were a fairly common campus injury in the 70s be on the test? Fuck no. We can't admit that we did that. Will the fact that it took an impassioned plea from one of their teachers to de-escalate the violence beyond the test? Yeah, we like to uh, deify teachers, which I'm not saying teachers don't deserve, but I have a feeling that that professor would rather not be remembered for that moment. And will the fact that it's a freaking miracle that any police are ever held responsible for, a bruta- for brutality be on the test? I never thought I'd say this, but thanks, Hoover. Also... Absolutely, we would say on a test that they can be held accountable, but we would not use the word miracle. And will the fact that recurred, that conservative rhetoric hasn't really changed in the last 50 years be on the test? Was Nixon a Republican? Oh. Don't, don't give me that face. He we, was very Republican. So you and I know that things have been like switched. Uh, he was indicted on a lot of crimes. That's as Republican as you can get. <laughs> what is Trump at right now? 91? Oh. Y'all, when we're recording this, the mugshot just came out. Oh my... So I saw this, like, apparently, if you look at the average president, they've all committed 1.9 felonies now. Oh, and God. Trump is responsible for all of it. Okay. Not committed. Accused of. There He's been go. accused. Yeah. It, hey, buddy. It's okay. I'm sorry. Um, Thank you for reminding me to be diligent with my wording. Hi. Meow. Yeah. yeah. So that was a bummer. Thanks for introducing our show back with that. You're welcome. It's what we're... It's what we're known for. See, that's the thing is you and I set out to make an informative podcast about stuff that we wish we'd learned in school. And now we're kind of like, maybe it's best that we don't teach everything in school. It's important to know. Um, but don't I, worry. I'm sure like I'll find another sex cult to go into. I will say, um, because people are so like scared to send their kids to school, y'all, statistically... Your kid is safer at school than they are in a lot of places. There are grown-ups everywhere whose job it is 
to make sure your kid is safe. Now, I'm not saying your kid, you know, won't be bullied and won't be getting fistfights because that's just, you know, normal stuff. That is part of the unfortunate human experience. You don't need to be afraid to send your kid to school. And if your school decides, let's install some metal detectors to make it safer, you need to fight that because those schools are more dangerous. Yep. Not beforehand, afterwards. Yeah. And, yeah, unfortunately, um, at least the National Guard don't use bayonets anymore. You know. And I guess the police don't either, even though they've been given, like, lots of military equipment to break up protests. I'll say I've known several National Guardsmen. I don't have a problem with any of them. Yeah. Like, they're ones who are, like, teachers should not be armed. I should barely be armed. Yeah. I think this is one of those things where even though nothing officially happened, like, the National Guard looked at this and thought, we cannot be seen as a danger to the people we're supposed to be protecting, especially with their role of providing disaster management. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they have softened their approach considerably. I wonder, because we've heard from a few of the people who were, like, in the crowd that got shot at. I wonder what happened to those, like, kids who legitimately thought they were following an order. Like, it's it goes back to, you're not supposed to feel bad for them, but... Other than official statements... They have said very little about this. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like as much silence as you can have on a subject has come from them. Because like, remember, these are 19 year olds. They've been told you follow orders. And even if they didn't hear an order, the fact that everybody else around them is shooting would make you uh, make you reasonably think, oh, mm-hmm. we've been ordered to shoot. Even though you're, they're actually specifically trained to not just start shooting because someone else is shooting. Yeah, but it goes back to... I guess that's to- now, though. I guess that, you know, that goes back to being 19 and you don't want to be the only one who's not shooting because, you know, what if somebody dies because you weren't shooting and also because you're scared? So I think like the bad guys here are not necessarily the 19 year olds who were shooting. It was whoever planned this. I can't imagine all of them were in on some kind of secret plan. No. That would have gotten out unquestionably. Somebody would have caved. Yes. It kind of goes back to that... um true crime case of the kid who was in the mats at his school and them saying, you know, oh, these two kids murdered him, blah, blah, blah. That would have gotten out by now. I'm not saying it wasn't a true crime case. I'm saying that if that had happened, the kids that were in those kids' classes or on the bus, somebody would have talked. And so with this, if we had had, what would you say, 77 people? Guards? Yeah, uh, 29 shot out of the 77 guardsmen in the unit that was yeah. fired. Yeah, in somebody would have said something. Groups. Yeah. If everybody knew. If even half knew, somebody would have, would have talked. If they didn't, their wives or their kids or deathbed confessions, something would have would have happened. So, but I do think that, oh, four, maybe five people could potentially have taken care of all of this. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, it's like reading it. It sounds like they, like the FBI was saying, it's like a lot of these were rehearsed and like practice statements, almost as if they had been told to say a specific thing. Yeah. And I understand for some of them that being fear. Because, you know, they've got the guns and the bayonets and accidents happen. Um, but some of them, it's like, yeah, I planned this. Yeah. And hi, Betty. What are you looking at? Seriously, Boris was like enraptured. He was like. He's in, having a great time with enraptured, this. Enraptured, entranced. Enraptured. Enthralled. Attention. I think he was enthralled. But he was like lying there and he was just looking at you. Granted, I think he likes hearing us talk. Well, then, uh, lucky, for, lucky for him, we talk a lot. Yeah, especially me and guys. Oh, my goodness. This cat loves to snuggle when he sleeps it is the cutest thing and um if he gets lonely or thinks you're not paying enough attention even if you're asleep and it's really cute he will give you a little love bite on the nose it doesn't hurt you can't even really feel teeth granted he's missing some teeth but it's not like teeth that are there it's like a poke not a bite 
And it's like mm-hmm. a hello, but his breath smells because he's got a gum disease. So it's not pleasant. But the rest of them smells like nutmeg. So yeah, we can end on a happy note of cats. And yes. um, it's very sad that he and, and eight other cats were in a cage, which is why if you ever get a chance to foster cats or donate to a shelter or volunteer or adopt cats, yeah. remember dogs get all the press. But guess, there are way more cats. And I guess this is also a callback to one of our earliest episodes with the bystander syndrome, because I stopped to help these cats, and very few people, even though it was next to a busy road, actually stopped to do anything. Yeah, but we actually had a surprising number who did. Yeah. Um, we had two other people who were who stopped while we were out there, and they were actually ready to load them into their car and take them to work. Even though they all had fleas. They had fleas, and one of them had diarrhea, and... Unfortunately, it, was, it, it turned out awful. Unfortunately, it turned out there was a dead one already in there. We didn't yeah, see it. Um, it was it was, it it was, was buried. buried under a blanket. Uh, it was a baby. Oh, they had sad. two babies in there, and that one passed. We had two nursing moms. We had some teenagers, um, and then we've got this old guy. This old guy who he's pretty wonderful. He's pretty great. Foster cats, adopt cats. They're wonderful. Yeah, remember dogs get all the press, but there are actually in pure numbers more cats because they can. Breed and breed and breed and breed and breed. That's also why you gotta snip the parts, like yeah. I did for myself don't, recently. Don't forget to spay and neuter your co-hosts. <laughs> and on that note, no. class well, dismissed. No, where can people find us? Oh, I don't even know anymore. We're off. Yeah, of, we're you know off what? Of Twitter. You know what? Don't like. I'm on TikTok at on the test pod. I am still working out the details of everything else. Come find me on TikTok at on the test pod. You know, or actually, why are we even doing this? You know what? Uh, just go to the description. There's links. Just copy the links because no one's going to like listen to this and like try and type it out on their phone as I'm saying it. That's crazy. Just go, go to the outside, links in the just yell on the test pod. Our and hawks will show and we will carry you to Narnia. I don't know how this worked. Uh, the uh, giant eagles will come and take you to Mount Doom. And I guess then they'll realize you don't have a ring to drop in there. So they'll just take you home. But they'll make sure to ask you to leave us a five star review. Yeah. Never leave anyone less than a five star review unless they're like being actively racist because that's uncool. Now, can we have that note? Yes, we can have that note. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed. Bye. Bye-bye. 55 minutes. We got we got a little rambly at the end. And at the beginning. We haven't been here in a while. Ooh, I didn't actually stop it. <laughs>